to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I'm pumped to talk to you today. I am currently, I guess if you're watching some video, I'm on my new yoga ball that I just got because if you have been here for a while, you know I'm currently pregnant. At the time of this recording, I'm 30 weeks pregnant. By the time you're listening to it, I'll probably be like 31 weeks pregnant. Um, but there's been a lot more sciatica pain and low back pain and hip stuff going on. So I got this yoga ball to sit on and it feels amazing. So I'm just bouncing my way through this podcast. If you're someone who experiences pain like that, highly recommend getting it. It takes all the pressure off of your back and your hips and oh, it just feels so good. So anyway, that is obviously not what we're talking about today, but I'm super pumped because we are going to be talking about this topic that has just been coming up throughout my pregnancy that I like wasn't expecting for this connection to happen, but I want to talk to you about how aligning to my cycle phases prior to getting pregnant, obviously, because you don't have cycle phases when you're pregnant, and we'll talk about that in a second, but how aligning to them and really like living in cyclical nature, of course, how it supported my fertility, which I have more specific podcast episodes on that. I'll go over it a little bit, but um, I'll talk about other episodes you could find that are I go more into detail about like specifically how you could do that, but not only how it supported my fertility, but how it has really impacted and supported my pregnancy experience um, because it's just been something that has been popping up a lot. So if you are maybe new here or you aren't familiar with cycle phase and you're like, Corinne, what are you talking about? I'm just going to do a quick little overview. Um, And then what I would like for you to do if you want to learn more about cycle phases is go through the episodes of this podcast and there will be brackets in the front of each episode that says cycle phases whenever I talk about cycle phases. So that's way it's easy for you to sift through and like learn and dive more into each phase um, because there's so much that we could go into in every single one. But an overview of them is in general, we have four phases to our cycle. Most people obviously know about your period, which is your menstrual phase. And I used to think that that was just, that was it. It was just, that was everything. That's what the whole kit and caboodle is about, but that's only one piece of the puzzle. There's a follicular phase that comes after the menstrual phase, the ovulation phase, which a lot of people know about ovulating too. That's obviously when you can either get pregnant when you're fertile or when you want to avoid sex so you don't get pregnant. And then the luteal phase, which is the 10 to 14 days before your period. And the whole reason why we have phases and why they're called phases to begin with is because our hormones are fluctuating throughout the month. So we don't have just like a set a level of estrogen, a set level of progesterone, a set level of cortisol that's just like the same every single day. It fluctuates throughout the month, which is why it's called a cycle because it fluctuates in a predictable pattern from phase to phase to phase. So because of that, we are not going to feel the same every day. Our body's going to need different things every day or every week, I should say, because 
of where our hormone levels are at. Whereas for men, for example, they have a circadian rhythm, which we also have as well, which means that your like cortisol on your melatonin levels will change from morning to night. So that's like really like they have like a 24 hour clock of where their hormones will fluctuate the same every single day from morning to night. We have that as well, but we also have a cyclical menstrual cycle where hormones are changing throughout the cycle. It's not a 28 day clock. I don't want to say that because not everyone has a 28 day cycle. However long your cycle is, that's when your hormones are fluctuating like throughout that time frame. And because of that, and because your hormones literally dictate your mood, your energy, the energy you feel, your energy output, your metabolism, your hunger, your desires, literally all of it, your brain actually changes up to 25% throughout the cycle, okay? This is why you're not going to feel the same way every day, and you're not meant to feel the same every day, and we're not meant to support our bodies in the same way every day, which is why it's so important to tap into your cyclical nature. Now, if you're someone who's pregnant, you obviously don't have cycle phases right now. If you're someone who's on hormonal birth control, you also don't experience cycle phases because when you're on hormonal birth control, specifically the pill, the NuvaRing, the implant, the shot, um, some hormonal IUDs, they don't aim to turn off ovulation, but some of them end up turning it off. Um, your ovulation is turned off. The communication from your brain to your ovaries is not happening. So you're not getting a true period. You're not actually ovulating. And if you're not ovulating, which is one of the phases of the cycle, then you don't, you're not having a full menstrual cycle. Cause in order to have a full menstrual cycle, we need to go through every single phase of the cycle. So if you're not ovulating, then you're not having a luteal phase or you're not having a true menstrual phase, right? So this is really for you. If you are not on hormonal birth control, you're not, not this episode. I just mean like cycle phases. So you could think about it in that way. If you're not on hormonal birth control, if you're not pregnant, and you are in fact ovulating. You are tracking your ovulation. You're confirming your ovulation. I don't just mean tracking and confirming it with an app. We already know that that we cannot be boiled down to what technology tells us and that it tells us that we are ovulating at this time just because it's when we bled. Like that is not accurate. Um, so we have to make sure that we are tracking it with our basal body temperature, our cervical positioning, our cervical mucus. Episode 123 of the podcast goes into that. I mean, I talk about it throughout, but I know that episode goes into detail about it. Um, so that is what it entails for you to have cycle phases. Now, from a tangible standpoint of fertility, aligning to these cycle phases, of course, supports your fertility because when you're supporting your hormones with where they're at, depending on which phase they're at, because again, if we're thinking of how they're fluctuating, a quick overview, your menstrual phase is when your hormones are at their absolute lowest level. Your follicular phase, which is after that, which is, okay, I'll give you a little bit more detail in case you're not familiar with this. The menstrual phase is about four to seven days long, right? And this is going to vary from person to person, just giving kind of like a general consensus about it. Your follicular phase is the most variable time of the cycle because the the length of your follicular phase depends on when you actually ovulate. Everybody ovulates at a different time. You don't always ovulate on the same day. Sometimes you could ovulate earlier or later because your ovulation depends on your internal and external environment. So if you're traveling, if you're stressed out, if you're sick, or if just something is going on that's different than usual, your bodies will shift the ovulation accordingly because your body's not going to ovulate until it feels like it's safe 
and supportive to get pregnant. Even if you don't want to get pregnant, your hypothalamus, your body doesn't know the difference. Okay. So your follicular phase is the one that's after your menstrual phase. And that's when your hormones are slowly starting to increase. Your estrogen and your testosterone specifically are starting to increase. Then you get to your ovulation phase. This is when it's baby making time. If you want to have a baby, this is when your estrogen and your testosterone are at their highest levels. There's obviously other hormones that are going on throughout this, but I'm just kind of sticking to the main sex hormones. Um, after ovulation, ovulation produces progesterone. So now you have progesterone on the scene. Hopefully that's staying high throughout your luteal phase. And then your estrogen and your testosterone levels are slowly decreasing as you get to your menstrual phase. And then all of them drop and you get your menstrual, you get your period. Okay. So that's just like a general idea of where the hormones are at. Again, go search through the podcast for cycle phases. And I have so many more episodes in more detail on them. But because of this, when you align to each cycle phase, you're supporting your fertility because, and you're just supporting not only your fertility, you're supporting your energy, your metabolism, your moods, you're reducing PMS, you're supporting your menstrual cycle, like you're supporting all of it because you are supporting your hormones with where they're currently at rather than pretending like they don't fluctuate or just not knowing that they fluctuate because we never learned this and doing the same thing every day. Your body does not thrive when you do the same things every day, not only from like, an exercise standpoint, but also from a food standpoint, from an energy standpoint, from a desires and like tasks standpoint, because your hormones dictate all of the, the mood, energy, metabolism, hunger, desires, all of it. So what that looked like for me was like slowing down workouts in the luteal phase, um, eating denser foods in the luteal phase, like more root vegetables and chickpeas and like having an extra snack because your metabolism is naturally quicker. So you require more calories, um, resting during my period, um, eating warming foods during my period. Um, I'm, I'm someone who gave up caffeine a really long time ago, but if you are someone that has caffeine, really making sure that you are completely cutting it out or greatly reducing it at the very least during your luteal phase, like allowing myself to do what felt really good from a desire standpoint, um, meaning like being more outward and creative in my follicular and ovulatory phase, and then being more inward and detail oriented in my luteal menstrual phase. Like these are just some of the examples. Again, go to the other episodes with more details on that, but these are just some of the things that I would do from a nutrition standpoint, a workout standpoint to like, uh, to really support where my hormones were at that translated into heightening my fertility, supporting my menstrual cycle, because it allowed my natural hormones to do what they needed to do when they needed to do it. You give them the space and the nutrients that they need to be optimized. So if you are allowing yourself to okay, this is when in my follicular and auditory phase, my, my hormones are raising. So I have the capacity and the energetic support from my hormones to do a more intense exercise. Okay. But in my luteal phase, the 10 to 14 days before my period, my estrogen and my testosterone are decreasing. And now I have progesterone on the scene. My blood sugar is more dysregulated. My cortisol levels are naturally higher. So it's going to benefit me to do more strength training and slower workouts. So that's what I'm going to do instead of pretending like it doesn't matter. And that like, we could just do whatever, whenever, I mean, you could just do whatever whenever, but it's not going to result in you feeling your best. And it's not going to result in you having, um, as strong of a hormone support that you actually can, because when you do align to these phases, it enhances your estrogen production for strong ovulation and cervical mucus, which is needed for fertility. We have to have strong, healthy estrogen levels so that not only that we ovulate, but we have strong ovulation, which will then create strong progesterone, um, which is what the hormone that's created from ovulation. That is the hormone that's needed to hold onto and nourish a pregnancy. 
Okay, so obviously right now I'm not tracking my ovulation because I'm pregnant and that's not happening. But I am thinking ahead of postpartum um, and how I'm going to do that because obviously it's going to look very different. I don't know when my cycle is going to return. I don't know when I'm going to be ovulating, what that's going to look like. I am going to be breastfeeding, so that's going to for sure change it and I just don't know what to expect. But what I do know is what I'm going to do, the steps I'm going to take to make sure that I am tracking things as best as possible. And one of the ways that I'm going to be doing that is by using temp drop. This is a basal body body thermometer that it's an armband. So it goes on your arm and you wear it at night when you're sleeping, which obviously I'm not going to be doing this the first couple of weeks because like, what is sleep going to be? It's going to be super erratic. But even after the first couple of weeks, sleep is going to be erratic, which is why I'm switching to temp drop and using this armband because normally when you're tracking your basal body temperature, if you're someone who does track and you use a regular thermometer in order for it to be accurate, you have to be taking it pretty much around the same exact time every single morning. And that is just not going to be what my life is going to be with the baby. I'm not going to be waking up at the same time every morning. It's going to be more erratic. So with the armband, it takes the average of your temperature overnight. So it's not something that you have to wake up every single morning and you know take your temperature. And it's easy too, because you're just wearing it and it tracks it. It syncs to your phone. So you don't have to like wake up, remember to take it, all this stuff. You just have to remember to put it on at night. So I'm just going to have it out on my nightstand and then I'll remember to put it on. Um, but this is how I'm really going to start seeing if and when I ovulate. Obviously, I'm also going to be tracking my cervical mucus production, but that is also kind of different during pregnancy. So we'll for sure be like using protection like condoms and stuff like that for making sure that we don't just like accidentally get pregnant because again, when you're tracking your basal body temperature, that increase happens after you ovulate and the increase has to stay high for at least three days. Listen to episode one, two, three of the podcast for more information on that. But um, that's really what I'm going to be doing. So if you are someone who's going to be in postpartum or you are right now, or even if you're a shift worker or you're someone that just doesn't wake up at the same time every day, but you want to track your basal body temperature so you know like what the hell is going on, but you need some more flexibility with it not being the same time every day, I highly recommend TempDrop. Their app is awesome. Their community community service, customer service is amazing. So if you go to tempdrop.com, um, you could use code AFCorin at checkout to get a discount on their whole entire kit. I'll put all the information in the show notes. I'm super excited to be using this in postpartum. Obviously, I'll let you know what my experience is like, but my clients love this. My clients that are not even postpartum, they're just like shift workers or just people who, again, are kind of erratic with waking up time. They really, really like it. So I'm excited to try it. And I wanted to make sure they let you know that I was doing it in case you want to join in on that. So tempdrop.com, use code AFCurrent at checkout, and the link will be in the show notes. So it all connects to it. Okay. That wasn't even the point of this episode. Those are just like tangents I wanted to go on. The point of it was more of the emotional level of how it's helping me during pregnancy right now. But what's cool is that like I wasn't, when I was aligning to my cycle phase, which I did for a few years before I got pregnant, um, once I actually got my cycle back and it was regular and all of that, because obviously if your cycle is super all over the map, super irregular or non-existent, you obviously aren't going to be able to align to your cycle phases. But once you regulate your cycle out, once you address the root cause of what's actually happening, if your period is missing or irregular or whatever, you're able to then optimize your hormones by aligning to your cycle phases. And what I didn't realize at the time was that not only was that helping me in the present moment of just feeling my best from an energy standpoint, from a mood standpoint, 
it was also helping me have a way better period, but it was also enhancing my fertility. And what I really didn't realize at the time was how it was going to emotionally help me in pregnancy, which is what I'm going to get into right now. Um, and it's just so cool to always think about how like the things that you're doing right now are not only support like in your health or in anything are not only supporting you in this present current moment, but it's supporting a future version of you. And you don't even realize it yet until you're there. And you're like, wow, that really helped me not only then, but it really supported me for where I'm at right now. And it just shows you that like everything that you're doing is adding up. It's all momentum. It's all like marbles in the jar. You just keep adding to it, adding to it, adding to it. And it's all working out in bigger ways than you could ever even imagine. So from an emotional standpoint, when you do align, cause that's like really the whole point of this episode. The other part was just kind of like a tangent that I wanted to go down, but on a more emotional level, you, when you are aligning to your cycle phases and you're, you know, you're paying attention to your cyclical nature, you know, what, how your hormones are shifting, you are changing things that you're doing accordingly. You really begin to learn how to listen to your body because we were never taught how to listen to our bodies. We were just taught like, this is what you have to eat. This is your workout program. Doesn't matter what time of the day it is or what, what week it is, or what day of your cycle it is. Like eat this at this time, do this workout at this time. Like this is what you have to follow. Um, so we were never really learned how to listen to our body's cues. So a lot of times we become so detached from our bodies. And when you align to your cycle phases and you really tune in and listen and you know, on a like conscious level. Okay. This is where my hormones are at. So you could connect that to how you're feeling and it makes sense. It really validates it. You learn how to trust yourself, trust your body and trust the fluctuations that are happening. You, you learn how to like lean into the differences that you feel throughout the weeks, throughout the month without judgment or without thinking that it should be different or like, um, I shouldn't be so tired. I should be able to complete this workout. What's wrong with me? I just did it last week. This is part of the program. I'm so lazy. I'm, there's something wrong with me. I'm not able to do this workout. Or why am I so hungry? I had this salad last week and I was fine. And this week I'm starving after eating it. Like instead of going down that rabbit hole, you understand, oh, of course I have less energy this week because I'm approaching my period. Oh, obviously I'm hungrier because I have progesterone present, which raises my metabolic rate, which means I'm going to naturally burn more calories. I naturally need more food. Like you get to lean into these differences that you feel without judgment and you consciously know that things are going to shift from week to week. So you are setting yourself up for success, knowing like, oh, okay, I know this is going to be different. I know this is going to change. I know I'm not going to feel the same every single day. And you lean into it and you begin begin to love each part of it. Like I loved so much. I loved going through the cycle phases. Like that was one thing that I was like, I'm going to miss this when I'm pregnant, but at, well, but we'll get to that because there's always things shifting when you're pregnant as well. But you begin to like love certain parts of each phase as you get used to it. And it's just like, it's just so cool when you respect your body in that way by honoring your cyclical nature instead of fighting against it and pretending like the way that you're feeling isn't okay. And obviously there are things that you could possibly be experiencing right now that isn't just because your hormones are fluctuating. It could be because your hormones are out of balance, right? When I'm talking about you feeling different, it shouldn't be like this crazy major swing of like insane mood swings. And then you're like so exhausted. Like it shouldn't be things like like that. If you want to know more about like specific symptoms and signs of hormonal imbalances, I have a free training. It's called Signs and Symptoms of Hormonal Imbalances, Root Causes, and Steps to Begin Healing. So check that out. It's totally free training. It's in the show notes. So you could go check that out. But like that, I want you to really be able to know the difference between, okay, 
is, are my hormones out of balance from what I'm experiencing? Or is this just my body shifting from phase to phase and it's a normal part of having a cycle? So you really get to learn about that. You really get to tap into your feminine energy when you're aligning to your cycle phases. And how this supports me now during pregnancy is when you're pregnant, specifically in the first trimester, you could feel different literally hour to hour. Like, one hour, one minute, you're like super excited. The next you're sobbing, right? Like day to day, you feel different for sure. Trimester to trimester, you feel different and already being used to tuning into my body from the cycle phases and having this foundation and like being used to knowing what it needs from paying attention, not only to my cycle phases, but it it allowed me to really tune in and honor whatever my body needs during pregnancy because I was already used to Um, obviously it's not in a cyclical way like that. It's not like, Oh, this is what phase I'm in. So this is what I'm going to feel like with pregnancy. It's definitely more erratic and all over the place, especially it's my first pregnancy. I've never been pregnant before, but even people who have had multiple pregnancies, they're always like, it's always different every single time. So it's not so much that it's in this like predictable, predictable pattern, like cycle phases are, but because I was used to listening to my body, it allowed me to really not get so like upset and freaked out when I would feel different from day to day. It's just like, okay, I'm just, I'm able to tune in. I'm listening to what my body needs. I'm paying attention and honoring whatever my body needs during pregnancy, whenever that pops up, because it's always changing. Like if you are someone who's pregnant, you know that it's literally always changing from day to day. And for sure, from trimester to trimester, like from first, I'm going to probably do a whole nother podcast episode on this, but from first trimester to second trimester, there's like a switch that goes off. All of a sudden you have your energy back and you're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then from second trimester to third trimester, it's like another switch goes off and you're like, Whoa, I'm really pregnant. I feel things physically. I'm starving all of a sudden all the time. Like things are always changing. Some days you're going to be hungrier than others. Some days you're going to be more tired than others. Some days you'll be more emotional than others. You might be on like such a high and the next day you're on such a low. Like you might feel more energetic and excited. Sometimes you like, you might just not want a certain food one day. And then the next day, like, Ooh, actually I want that. And then you want something different, like feeling really excited and energized to do a workout. And then the next day, like not having energy to do it. It's always changing. And having this foundation of listening to your cycle phases really supports you in pregnancy of tuning in, knowing what's going on, trusting yourself, listening to yourself. Because when you have that foundation, it allows you to more easily be able to tune in, to listen, and to trust what your body needs and what your body is telling you without the judgment, without the guilt, without feeling like it's wrong, without feeling like you should feel a different way. It's like, no, this is just what's happening. It really gives you that adaptability trusting, honoring, tuning in, like that is what your body, it's so crucial during pregnancy and I'm sure during postpartum as well to have that adaptability, that flexibility, that listening, that honoring where you're at. So I just wanted to make that connection for you, whether you are pregnant, whether you're trying to get pregnant, like if you're not pregnant right now and maybe that's something that you want to do one day or even if you don't want to one day, really start tuning into your cycle phases. Go back, look into the podcast, search cycle phases on the Mind Your Hormones podcast, and you'll see all the ones that come up with the bracket that starts with cycle phases. You could learn more about each one. Of course, you could look, um, there's books like uh, In the Flow by Lisa Vitti and Woman Code by Lisa Vitti. I I also do have a program on this that I'll put in the show notes as well. Um, But if you are pregnant, remind yourself that your body knows best, that you have such 
a heightened sense of intuition all the time, but especially when you're pregnant. So trust that even if it's different than what you think it's then like what you think it quote unquote should be, or then what your friends are experiencing, your sister experienced when she was pregnant. Like maybe if it's different than the day before it's for a reason. So really allowing yourself to trust what's coming up, um, because your body's always communicating with you. And the more that you lean into that and tap into it, the better it's just going to be for you, for baby, for your mind, your physical emotions, like for all physical emotions. (laughs) whatever, you know what I'm saying. Okay. That is that for today. Let me know if this made sense, if it aligned with you and you enjoyed it. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for always sharing the podcast, for subscribing to it, for leaving a review, for sharing with your friends, like for DMing me at Crinangelic on Instagram. I love hearing what's going on in your world. I am so, so grateful for you. Thank you for being on this journey with me and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.